Oh, it's a pig! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Lake Erie Kayak Anglers Podcast. The podcast designed to make you a better angler. We're your hosts. I'm Chuck Earls from LakeErieKayakFishing.com. And I'm Jason Duca with Yaktastic Duca Fishing. Lately, Chuck and I have been getting a lot of questions about the Lake Erie Fish Crazy Walleye Derby, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So we thought we'd have somebody on the show that can answer all of our questions and tell us how to get registered. Joining us today is Dana, one of the organizers of the event. Dana, how are you today? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Awesome. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about you? Uh, I won't tell you, bore you with my details, but uh, I helped Virgil Tent run this derby. It started in 2007. Um, It's a spring walleye derby for six weeks. Biggest walleye, of course, uh, wins. We have many, many payouts, um, incentives. There's the kids' division. We have a women's division that we started last year that we did real well with. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of great sponsors, and uh, that's about it. We have four-way stations. Um, you know, we try to space them out, Western Basin, Eastern, Central, um, for people. And uh, right now we're taking sign-ups online, or you can go to Mark's Bait and Tackle in Ravenna to sign up. Uh, and recently added uh, Erie Outfitters in Sheffield to go and sign up. Um, we're supporting three charities this year. Um, we're selling these fish crazy uh, decals. Uh, all the 100% of the proceeds go to Shriners Children's Hospital and St. Jude Hospital. And then we have a challenge coin. It's kind of hard to. I don't know how to. But it's it's got the the fish crazy on the one side and then the wounded warriors in action on the other side. So this all of the hundred percent of the proceeds for this coin go to wounded warriors in action, which uh, Virgil and I are pretty involved with. And I can tell you about that. It you know when the time comes to the the event that we do in May for that, separate from the fish crazy. Um, I will include uh, um, pictures and and links to all that stuff in the in the description of the podcast as well. Yeah. So are you the are you like technically like the manager or like what's your I guess your job duties with the tournament? Just uh, I, I I call myself a coordinator. I mean I, I'm I'm you know I'm doing signups. Um, you know I'm doing some online you know web web work. Um, working on getting a lot of sponsors. Okay. Uh, sign up parties, you know, arranging and going to sign up parties. Um, sure. So, you know, it's just pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, have you been involved with the uh, tournament since 07 or? No, I, this is my fourth year of helping Virgil run it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess I didn't know either that it had gone back so far. Um, it, it looked like there may have it started in the fall, maybe, and it was some fall derbies, and then you kind of went to more of a, a spring, uh, a spring type derby. Yeah, I, I mean, back back way, you know, way back when when they started it, they it was a fall thing, and then they kind of uh, branched off and and did as you know the fall brawl, and then the spring derby. He's been doing for for a long time. Um, and that's, yeah, they're both, you know, they're obviously separate tournaments run by separate people now. Okay. And oh, so they actually kind of uh, worked together initially and then, uh, you know, started, branched off into their own thing? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Awesome. Um, so <clears throat> let's... Uh, Let's get into, I guess, what everybody else, uh, everybody wants to hear, um, and that's the the prizes and the different breakdowns, the different opportunities for the uh, the people that want to join in on the fun, um, and then you know we'll work out the the details and all that stuff um, after afterwards. So it's it's thirty five dollars to join, um, yeah. and it's six weeks long. So it doesn't matter if there's bad weather days; you're obviously going to get some good days to get out there and. Um, you know, have a chance at, at a winning walleye, which 
Uh, you don't have to be a professional. You anybody can go out there and and you know catch the winning fish. Um, so it's really it's really fun. There's no reason not to enter. Um, you know, not to mention the prizes. And you know a lot more about that than I do. So um, what are the prizes this year? I mean, estimated. I know. Well, yeah, I have it. I mean, I have it up on my screen here. Um, so we're basing it. We're, we're you know, we're, we're cash payout. Um, so based on 3,000 entries, uh, first first place is $37,000. Um, we're paying through seventh place. So it goes 15,000, 10,000, 7,000, 5,000, 3,300, 2,300. Um, and that's once again, based on 3,000 entries. So it'll be adjusted. You know, last year we had uh, 1,200. So we're hoping to more than double that this year. Um, <clears throat> we're also, we have tons of sponsors coming in for um, the kids division and the women's division. Now the kids division is ages five through 12. And they're, they're, it's also 35, but all 100% of the payout for the kids division goes to the kids division. And then we have sponsors on top of that. Okay. Um, so like, uh, fin, or I'm sorry, uh, Fisherman Central is giving $1,000 to the first place. Uh, you know what? No, it's not. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry. Bob Lulen from Worldwide Marine is paying 1000 for first place kids. And then Fisherman Central is giving every kid that signs up a $20 gift card to Fisherman Central. Awesome. That's awesome. And then we have several other sponsors. I mean, you can see it on our, on our webpage at LakeErieWalleyeDerby.com. Um, but there's we, we pay out like 24th place, 25th place, random 33rd place. Um, so we have we pay uh, we're, we area outfitters just came in. Um, they're paying $200 each weekly big fish. Oh, wow. Nice. And then they're giving, uh, I think, three or two hundred dollars to kids and women's divisions. Um, we have people that donate charters, cash. I mean, you name it. Um, but right now, that's let's see. That's now as far as like the main prize money, um, is that separate from the women's division? And it's separate from the kids division, right? Uh, kids, kids five to twelve are in their own. Right. And then and kids 12 and older, 13 and older um, are in the overall division. Everyone 12 or, or 13 and older is in the overall division, women mm -hmm. and, and children 13 and older. Um, the women's division is just a, a subdivision of, you know, incentives for women, you know, to go out there. And last year we did really, really well with it. Um, a lot of women that. Uh, never fished with their husbands, boyfriends before, and then really got into it once they started weighing and fish and saw, saw how cool it was and, you know, that, that kind of thing, getting their pictures taken and, and getting put on the Facebook page and, um, you know, and then, and then really found that they enjoyed it. They didn't know that it was really actually that fun, you know. So um, that, you know, was another incentive for us to also do it again this year. But, yeah, all the prizes that are, I mean, we're, like I said, it's every day we got somebody coming in wanting to donate, you know, to, you know, either or. Um, but the women's division is is you can win one of the top seven cash prizes. And you can also, you know, we have depending on how many sponsors we get. Like right now we have one, two, three, four, four sponsors, cash sponsors. Uh, in addition for the women's division and the kids got quite a few here. One, two, three, four. Six, six or seven additional, um, you know, in addition to, you know, their, and uh, I don't remember how, we paid out quite a few places last year for the kids division. Um, and like I said, the thousand dollar, you know, la last year, uh, Cabela's sponsored the kids division, gave them thousand dollars, the winning kid, thousand dollar shopping spree there, a custom jersey. Um, and they also gave every kid that signed up $25 gift cards. So basically so, you're saying there's a ton of different ways you can go out there and win some money. And there's lots of different opportunities for kids, women, and obviously uh, the fishermen out there. Um, one of the things that I was interested in asking, get some clarification on, is I uh, saw there's a $500 prize for biggest fish on Derby Colors. Mm -hmm. um, what, how exactly does that work? Is there a specific lure that we have to go out and buy? Um, is that 
and I guess if you wouldn't mind saying how it's kind of policed, you know, like how do you know? <laughs> Is it just on our system out there? Or? Sure. Um, hold on one sec. I had it right here. But, um, it's a uh, a bandit. It's okay. a. I don't have it right yeah, there. Yeah, I think I, I saw it online at one of your. Uh, you were opening a tackle store last weekend or something, and it looked like a orangish bandit or something. Mars. Mars. Yeah. Tackles. Yeah, so basically when you when you catch a fish on it, you know, we encourage people to take a, a short video. It's not required, but you have to take a picture with your fish with a with a lure. Um it, it's not really that that tough to to police really. I mean, it, it most people are really honest and and you know, when you're setting your boards out when you're fishing, um you know, my yeah. middle board or my inside board's got the, you know, my two inside boards are running the fish crazy lure, so you know when they fire and usually people get their kid, they get all excited, you know, because it's another incentive. Um, so most people take little videos just because they know that they have a fish coming in on that lure. Um, Can that be uh, both prizes or is it like a separate thing? Like, could I get biggest fish overall in tournament and also win the biggest fish because it was caught on that derby color yep. lure? Yep. Okay, cool. And we also have, uh, you know, uh, I believe he's paying... 500 for biggest fish caught from shore oh wow so we're trying to you know like i said we encourage we, we try to get as many i mean there's really no reason not to join you're going to be fishing anyways um you know whether it's a bad day and you're casting from shore which you know i live here on the black river now so we're always fishing or you're out with friends you're out with you know but the the thing the thing about ours is everyone on the boat must be registered and right. children five and under don't have to be registered. They can be on the boat, uh, but you can't run rods for them. Um, and then the shore thing is, is is the same. I mean, obviously, just you have to be registered. Anyone else, you can't judge, you know, or you can't, you don't know who's ever going to be fishing by you on shore. Um, and. Okay. Um, could you walk us through the like the process? So, okay, I caught this fish. I think it's it's worthy of getting weighed. I take it to one of your four weigh stations. Like, what should we expect? Well, you had mentioned Erie, Erie Outfitters as well. Are they going to be a fifth weigh station this year? Uh, he is not ready to be a weigh station this spring, um, but we're, we're in the talks for, for future things. But um, he right now is, like you said, you can go in there, register online, or he'll take registrations and get you, get you in. You can buy the challenge coin or the decal for the charity there. And uh, so he's, he's helping us promote it as, as of right now. But the the other way stations um, are Finn Feather Fur in Middleburg Heights, uh, Mark's Bait and Tackle in Ravenna, Lakeshore Bait and Tackle in Ashtabula, and then Bite Me, ba and Bite Me Bait and Tackle in Oak Harbor. And basically when you when you, you get a fish and, and you wherever you feel like you want to take it, doesn't matter where, and, you know, you take it and, and bring it in and they we have a, a scale that we give each place and we put it in a specific spot that doesn't move, you know, right. So it stays on the table and you bring it in and they, we have a register or a weigh in form so that you and the you had mentioned that, uh, all the, all the scales get certified. Yes. So everything is, is documented and hundred yep. percent legit. Yep. And, uh, so you, yeah, take it in and they have a, we have a basket that, you know, they have to, they, they usually, they take it out, put it in the basket, they weigh it, you know, record that, and then they also measure its length and record that, and there's a, a, a form that you got to fill out, and uh, then you have to send us, you know, a picture of your filled out weigh-in form, and it, it, we always encourage people to, obviously, because we have our banners everywhere at all the weigh stations, so obviously to take a picture in front of the banner with your fish and then we post those on facebook and you know uh, promote the event promote the sponsors do you uh get to keep your fish or is it something you have to um give to the you know once you get it weighed do you have to release it i guess no no it, it's really hard to keep all i especially in this well it's not really going to be summer summer when we're doing this but no you you do whatever whatever you want with the fish um you know, some people, a lot of people with the kids and, you know, like I said, last year, even with the women, you know, you get an eight, nine pound walleye. That's some people fish their whole life and they'll catch a nine pound fish, you know, like that. And, uh, you know, some of them get, get mounted, but yeah, as long as once it's recorded with the 
the way station and all the paperwork is is done your fish is free to get what kind of steps do you guys take uh to just make sure the fish isn't altered um do you guys put it in a metal detector or anything like that no we do not um there's unless someone notifies us um that is it is contesting someone's catch there's there's really no No. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to see, yeah. you know, if a fish really should weigh that much or not. Um, well, yeah, and, most, and all the people that we use at our weigh stations, like especially like Finn Feather's been doing this for years with us. So they have two guys right. there, that only two guys that do it. They know it. They know, you know what I mean? They take the fish out. You know, the, the you know, when they take the fish, we always ask them to grab it by the by the tail. Not really shake it, but bring it up. You know, sure. so any ice or water, and then I mean, so each way station it has people that we've trained to to you know to deal with things. But if if really, I mean, kind of same with the fall brawl, they don't really do anything with the, you know, and the, and the winter does get polygraphed. So right. okay. that's, we actually do random polygraphs also. So we do first place polygraph, and then we random pick how many ever we feel we you know we want to do. But so you know that's should be in the back of people's heads too is you know at any time you can be um you know polygraphed Absolutely. is that normal business hours of those establishments um that the scales will be available or is there any special hours during you know the tournament season that i i, I don't know for sure I'll, I'll have to verify with each one on what their hours are because all of them are different hours i think finn feather is closed on mondays but i think during the derby they, they have a guy available to do weigh-ins um, but I, that I'll have to get back to you on. I don't know exactly what each one has different hours and days are closed or, or whatnot. And I can post the different locations and the different hours, uh, just so everybody can find it, um, easier as well as, uh, direct them to your website. As well, to make things easier. Yeah. Is there any common mistakes that you would, you know, give to the listeners like, Hey, don't do this, or this would be better, easier, um, anything you can think of in the past that's kind of caused issues with weigh-ins or maybe disqualified somebody from weighing in? Um, not, not that I can, uh, okay. sure you, know, you know, like I said, we always encourage people to take pictures. Um, like I said, usually, like I said, the weigh stations are always really good because they're excited to get out there. Mm-hmm. They have the banner hung up wherever they have it hung at their station there and they're excited to go out there and get a picture you know, and it's, it's advertisement for them too. Um, yeah. You know, in front of the banner, but I, as far as I don't really, uh, I can't That's think okay. of anything. No worries. Um, moving on to, I guess, some of the the cooler things about the tournament is you do sponsor. You know, um, I think you said was it St. Jude's and Shriners Hospital with yes. the, the sticker, which I just got mine in the mail. That was really quick. So whoever's doing that, kudos to them. Um, and then the other one's a wounded warrior. So I know that's the best way to support the the two hospitals is just, you know, get those decals. And I think it's $7. At, and the challenge yep. coin. Yep. And then the challenge coin is specifically, though, that money is directed towards the wounded warrior program action, that you put on. The wounded warrior in action yeah. program. So yeah. if you guys, uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Because I, I hadn't actually known until I started looking into it, how that works or what you guys do for bringing them out and, you know. Yeah, that that's where Virgil would have been a little bit better explaining it to me. I can no, I can I can do it. Um, so every year they bring in um, six or seven uh, Purple Heart guys, and they're for, all over the country. And and basically, the, what we do, our program, when the Wooden Warriors in action, it pays for everything. So their flights, we're gonna stay at um, in Huron. Uh, I'd have to bring up that email. Well. So everything's paid for. Um, we have local places that donate. You know, we'll do dinner Friday night. We'll do breakfast Saturday. Like the local fire station did breakfast last year. We always have a big fish fry um, the last day. And then us captains um, that work the event save and vacuum seal walleye. So when these guys come in, um, they're able to take everything's all ready to whether they're flying home or driving home. It's all vacuum sealed, and we can not have to deal with any of that because you know you can't do all that when you're fishing you know friday and saturday you can't it's 
a lot of work to do that. So us three or four captains, um, you know, just kind of, you know, we've already got a half freezer full of vacuum sealed walleye ready. And um, so we give, you know, them guys all their fish ready to go and take home. And, uh, you know, these are guys, I mean, last year was, I'm sorry, two years ago was the first year that Mike and I had done it. And uh, last year, COVID, it got canceled. But it was a very humbling experience, you know, and these guys, you know, some of them, you know, love to talk about their experience and some of them, some of them don't, but we kind of take turns. Like one day we'll take two, two vets out and then the next day we'll switch and we'll take, you know, another two vets out. And, uh, it's, it's a really neat thing, you know, and it's, it's therapy for these guys. And, uh, you know, we're, we're glad to be able to do it and not, you know, not cost them a dime, you know, and, uh, yeah, I was trying to look up the date here. I think you guys are putting on a, uh, do you still do the fundraiser banquet to raise money for that? Or I can try and find the date. I think it was on the website somewhere. Um, or did I misread that? Well, yeah, Virgil does a some sort of fundraiser, but I believe it's all online um, based, you know, where you buy like uh, um, Okay, yeah, I found it. So uh looks like Sorry about uh, May 21st uh, to May 24th, there's a fundraiser for uh, the Wounded Warrior in Action Fund. And I think all those go towards, uh, you know, getting those guys out there, you know, getting the money to do that, which is just an awesome program that you guys provide for them every year. Yeah, and, we're, and we're just one of many here in Ohio and many other states that do that. So there's another one that they have, um, I believe it's in August, out of uh, Ashtabula. So there's different groups that do different uh, events. Yeah. So, so, but, you know, essentially it all goes, you know, to, to get as many as these guys out. As, you know, we only like to try to handle like six to eight guys. Um, so we keep kind of intimate. And, uh, you know, like I said, we donate our 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 time and, and, uh, our boat and skills and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very humbling. So we're really looking forward to it again this year. And, you know, we made lifetime friends, you know, there's guys for, you know, good friends with, uh, and he's from, uh, Minnesota. So, you know, and his story is just, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's just incredible what these guys have went through. And, uh, so we're very happy to give, you know, that's the least we can do, I guess. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, awesome. Our event is actually that weekend that the, uh, so April, oh, I'm sorry, May 21st through the, I think they leave on the 24th. You said that was what, the weekend that you bring them in? That's, yeah, in May, the, the weekend before uh, Memorial Day weekend. So that's when they fly in or or drive in or all right um so yeah we 35 dollars to sign up we kind of talked about where to register online and stuff i i heard that or actually i know that i got a ten dollar um coupon towards uh, fish usa which was kind of a nice little bonus there uh, if you spend over fifty dollars you get a a coupon to buy some gear i guess for the for the tournament that was kind of neat yeah. All right, we're back. Uh, the second part of the podcast. We're here with Dana from the Fish Crazy Spring Walleye Derby. Um, now we want to talk about just a little bit about uh, a little bit about fishing. Uh, we know everything about the tournament, so let's talk fishing. What what recommendations? What secrets? What hotspots would you be willing to share as a, a charter captain and and somebody that knows? Lake Erie and his fish Lake Erie um, with our listeners. I mean, I'm not asking for waypoints or anything. But. Well, I don't have any of the waypoints memorized anyways, but, um, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, this time of year, uh, so when the tournament starts uh, April 25th and it runs to June 5th, so obviously a lot of the really good fishing is, is Western Basin-based. Um, My husband and I are out of Spitzer Marina here in Lorraine. Um, a lot of guys are still fishing out of Catawba, uh, you know, the, the islands, the reefs. Um, I don't have a, a whole lot of, you know, we, we do fish out there, but not extensively. We really focus on here in Lorraine, 
um, Sheffield, Avon area. It gets, you know, the month of May is really good for this area. Really, really good. Um, Beaver Creek. <clears throat> and, and just r really right outside our backyard here. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, you're, you're trolling a little bit slower because the fish are still, the water's still warming up. And, um, of course, they're done spawning usually by then. Um, you guys run a charter? What's the name of your charter? Really Living Sport Fishing. Really Living Sport Fishing. And you usually take, like, what's a max? Probably, like, three to four people yeah. out at a time. Yep. Okay. How many uh, how many rods do you get to run on a boat with that many people? I mean, I know that limits three per person, but you can't. If you got right. six people on the boat, you're not going to run probably 18 rods. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of the guys on the bigger boats will. It, it all depends on, on what type of fishing you're doing. If you're running dipsies, if you're you know running boards, big boards. There's so many different fishing styles, but um, generally, I mean. I'd say he has at least nine to twelve rods out. Um, like I said, depending and I mean, if we if, if the fish are just nonstop and we won't put out, it just gets to be too hard yeah. with angles and and um, netting fish and getting fish out of the net and lures and all that. Yeah. Um, so it really all depends. I mean, we we rare, rarely run our max. Um, you know, What's if it's me and him, we do. Sorry. Uh, what's the why? So I guess I'm I'm relatively new and I've never run dipsies. But what? Why would you run dipsies versus boards like on certain days or certain times of year? Is it? I don't know. Uh, summertime is usually good for dipsies with yeah. spoons. Um, you know, you can put cranks on them, bombers, whatever. Um, dipsies generally get your 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 line down farther, so you're fishing deeper. Okay. Um, and and you set there's different settings on them, so you set them and they and they kind of take them away from the boat, kind of like the boards do, really, essentially. Um, but it's just basically getting your your spoon or whatever down. You know, yeah. you're 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 really following the fish on the graph. You know, you're marking fish at 30 feet. You're running the dipsies at you know 20, 25 feet. Um, <clears throat> it's just a lot more manageable, in my opinion. That's my favorite type of fishing. Really, is is running dipsies. Um, you also use the downriggers in the summertime, you know, that's, um, I mean, there's some, like I said, there's so many different, um, yeah. so many so, things. My husband has the big boards that, that we can put out and really benefits. It really gets, it makes it a lot easier, um, to manage when you have more people on the boat. Um, so that's. Are the speeds all typically the same, whether you're doing downriggers, boards, or dipsies? I mean, and the speed probably varies depending on time of year, I would think um yeah. you know yeah time i'm like right now you're it like i said i read a lot of reports so you know this time of year generally you're going really slow one mile 1 1.2 okay um because the water is still i don't know it's 40 42 degrees yeah. um but in the summertime when it really starts heating up i mean you you could fly you know two five three um it, it all depends what you're right i mean usually when you're running dipsies you try to run a little bit faster um it everything is is on truly honestly it, it's just conditions and figuring them out you know what i mean i mean you can go out there and throw out whatever you want but it's just you know figuring out okay wow this this speed's working great you know it's, let's stay at two five um you know sometimes it's harder you know when it's rougher out keep your speeds but in in, in the summertime it, the speed doesn't matter as much Let's just put it that way. Like it, I mean, of course everything matters, but not as much because the fish are actively eating. So they're, you know, yeah. you're just, you're pretty safe going. I, I read once that I don't know if Chuck Veeves or you have seen this either, Dana, but that a walleye can actually stock bait for a while. So stock, stock. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and then it'll actually wait for a change in the action until it actually strikes. I don't. I, I believe I read that somewhere. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like if you right. make a zig with the boat, or you slow down speed for a second and speed bump back up, and then that's when they actually hit. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know. And, if that's, and that's another judge of of your speeds also. Like when you're working an area, like we went out of Catawba a couple weeks ago, and we found a great line that we were working. Well, of course, we have to run the line and then keep turning. So every time we would turn. One side's going faster than the other, slower than the other. So the boards on the on, you know, the port side are going way slower than the you know starboard side, and 
then you're like, wow, we got three hits on that side, so we need to slow it down more. And that's where you use bags, you know, you to, to slow, you know, really slow you down. Okay. Or, wow, the, you know, the other side really took off. We were doing, you know, at one seven, you know, and the fish were really hitting on that. But yeah, there's, there's, like I said, it, basically every time you go out there, it's just figuring out what they want, you know, what, right. what, I mean, really it's, and that's what's so cool about it is, you know, I, we don't really, like to work with, I mean, we have captains that we work here with, but we love to go out and find a great pot of fish and, and see what they want, figure them out, see, you know, sometimes we'll stop and jig, you know, we'll be on a big pod and we're like, whoa, let's spot lock and, you know, you just start, start jigging on them. Um, so that's what's so cool is there's so many ways that you can fish for walleye. Um, that's that's when you learn the most, um, you know, when you, you try different things and you don't just look for the easy answer. Um, one of the things that I like to personally geek out on is um, the underwater videos of like walleye and, and steelhead and stuff like that. Um, it's it's really cool to see them stalk a bait for long periods of time or just come in full speed. You think they're going to crush it and then they realize that it's not dinner. <laughs> um, and just watching the uh, watching the reaction. And it, it really changes you as an angler because now, you know, there's always that debate do you use scent do you not use scent well you know now it's scientifically in my eyes proven that well you know the the rattle and the action will definitely draw the the walleye in and and it'll entice some bites but for those fish that come in and they're like wait is this this doesn't smell like bait you know so i think having that little bit of an edge um sometimes really changes the uh, the outcome um but the the technology that we have and just the the willingness to try something new and learn really makes us better as an angler i think sure yeah we'd love to get more into the you know we have a friend of ours uh sam horn who does a lot of underwater um stuff and uh we're not quite there yet. i mean we have underwater cameras but not nothing like that where you know you're watching them stalk the bait and stuff um but yeah, that's definitely a, you know to, to see how they how they're acting down there and 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 but there's so I mean there's days we go out there and we run everything we have everything and you know not really anything is going I mean we went out of here on uh I don't it's a week or two ago and our first skunk of I can't even tell you last time we had a skunk and we were working you know what we thought were active fish you know because generally the fish that are laying on the bottom aren't super active. The ones that are moving up in the column are the ones that are more active and we we did everything we went super slow we went we tried every bait that we had on the boat um scent no scent you name it and well, that kind of makes me feel better because i get skunked a lot it's nice to know that even the professionals <laughs> go out there and have bad days <laughs> yeah you know and and you know some of the big charter captains there was a few weeks here um out here that these guys just couldn't they, they were catching just handfuls and you know that's that's just the name of the game i mean when you got some of these bigger charter guys that go out there and catch limits in an hour and a half and then they can't go out and catch you know they're doing the same thing they're throwing everything at them that they have and that's that's like so that's part of the fun is just figuring out what they want what colors are working good you know is the water muddier cleaner you know you always try to find that neutral water not super clean not super muddy you know right. so there's little little things but you know like i said some some things some days the whole every, everything's a right in the world and and you, they're like jumping in the boat and then there's some days where you're like really you know you fish for six hours and you're picking at them here and there and, and there's over 140 million walleye in this lake right there right that's, that's, that's why they call it fishing and not catching right right yeah right exactly. <laughs> you know it would it would really be boring at the end of the day if we could just go out and guarantee you know monsters and an abundance of fish every time you know well, a lot of times too when we run our charters <clears throat> if we get out there and we're really you know we got limits pretty quick we'll stay out and then we, we always leave a few reserve openings <clears throat> excuse me so where we can fun fish you know we can uh um maybe really speed up and try to catch some steelhead um you know and just catch and release you know we, we're not really about you know coming back in you know, I mean, you're paying for an experience to go out on the lake, hang out on the boat. And, and so personally, our, we'd like to stay out there and one fish, 
you know, and and right. most people for the most part love that. And you can throw a couple steelhead in there. That's always a super bonus. Yeah, when you're when you're out there as uh, charter captains, I guess, do you have any like major safety related items that you guys have to run with uh, when you have customers out, or you know, just have on the boat in general? Maybe above what a normal person may need. Um. I'm, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know off the top of my head, but I mean, we have to have Coast Guard certified um, life jackets. They have to have lights on them and whistles. And you know, okay. we have all those, you know, on the top, you know, the, your typical fire extinguisher, um, right. you know, throw um, flotation device, um, horn. Yeah. We just, just had safety. Honestly, there are, there are a few more things that the captains have to have as far as like books and navigation things go but it's, it's pretty much the same as i mean it's, just, it's interesting because on kayaks i mean there's really not a lot of uh, i guess regulations out there so it's just nice to kind of hear what the boat guys need and and then i mean i think everybody should almost have the same equipment for the most part i mean we're on a kayak we could be really far offshore and um you might say well all i need is a light you know well now you find yourself in a situation where you're in the water and you don't have any kind of safety or survival equipment so um, yeah I mean, it's important like beacon we have a beacon um you know flare and or flares you know uh, uh an orange flag distress flag you know and these are things that we found you know we've we've towed and, and helped people in for years yeah. And it's it's almost always the same thing. You know, either they don't have life jackets on, they don't have the proper, you know, uh, equipment to uh, the radios quit working. Well, they don't then they don't know what direction they need. So you obviously need to know how to read a compass. You have to have a compass on board. Yeah. You know, but um, just simple things like that that people take, you know, take for granted. You know, you get if you lose all power and you're starting to drift out there and you don't know what direction you're in, you're going in. You know what I mean? And you get power back and you're like, you don't know where to go. You know, it's, we've had that, like, where am I? And guys have drifted <laughs> really, really far. Sure. Sure. But for the most part, when you get a safety check by the coast guard, it's pretty much the same rundown of. Yeah. They have a checklist and you can, you can go to the coast guard website and schedule a, a check of your boat, I believe. And they'll, mm -hmm. I don't know if they come directly to your boat or they have check stations, but it's free and it's, it's yep. not, Unitive, like they'll check you over if you don't have the right equipment. They'll tell you before you get into a situation where they do come up on the water and check you, and you don't have the equipment. So that's something definitely that I would suggest, and they love when people do that. Uh, and they're so, at the ramps a lot. Like we went to Catawba and Huron, and the um, natural resource officers were there and offering. You know, we, we always want to because they give you a sticker and you put it on there, and then usually if you get pulled over, they don't they don't uh, go through all of it because you've already been inspected so yeah and kayaks fall under that too so you can get your kayak inspected it'll give you tips and stuff uh, to stay safe out there yep awesome um what do you have a favorite color uh that you like to run and uh, and a favorite lure like what what Everybody would be does. what would be your absolute <laughs> favorite even if it's not the one that catches the most fish like I have certain lures that are just kind of my comfort lure where I, I'll go out and I put that one on. It might not last very long, but you know what? I, I go out there and I'm pretty Start confident with it, <laughs> you know? Well, I personally, me, I love running Ozuri's. Um, they always do well for me, sometimes better than others. But as far as like a, I, uh, just a basic P10 purple perch, it's a custom job that we had done from a friend of ours years ago. And it seems to be always like if we're having a bad day, uh, we throw that thing out there, and it, it's just it's it's usually killer, especially in the fall. Um, you know, chrome is always amazing. You know, we're I mean, we do have a lot of lures. Don't get me wrong, we have a lot of special mates, but you know, for the most part, it, it's just basic stuff. Like right. when these, these guys had paint, or you know, obviously they're doing it. And they're making you know they're doing it for a living. Some of them, but they're selling to the fishermen. You know, they're you know. The, it, it looks beautiful and but with this many walleye in here it's really hard to not get a walleye to chomp on almost Pretty anything much. you could put in there i mean i have a <laughs> i bought a a fireball spoon huh. you know with the fire fireball logo on it i can't tell you how many walleye i've caught up that really? <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean it, it's 
no. like certain times of the year, there's there's. Now, is there a rule on the boat that the people not driving have to take a shot when they catch a fish with that, or? <laughs> uh, there's no rule, but I, yeah, Mike Mike <laughs> usually good with uh, you know, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, we got uh, guys that come in from West Virginia and um, yeah. a couple guys from Maryland, and, and yeah, they they like to. <laughs> yep, and then you know, Mike Mike obviously can't partake until he gets on shore and he's cleaning right. fish. But, you know, that's a nice thing, too, is our charter service. We offer free fish cleaning, and a lot of guys don't do that. Right. Um, I think I would pay I think I think would pay somebody if I could. When we were up uh, fishing uh, salmon up in Michigan, there was this guy at a trailer. You could go there any time of night, knock on his trailer door. I forgot what he filleted him up for, like maybe three bucks a piece, and I would gladly pay somebody. <laughs> and he makes quick work of it. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you guys are awesome at it, too. But for me, it, I'm still – uh, pretty novice at filleting, so it takes me a long time, and I'd much yeah, rather face somebody. He's got the Bubba electric knife, and he goes out there and he just hammers through them, and then I usually help and 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 uh, um, zip them. So he'll he'll flay them, and then I'll zip them and trim them, and then you know we trim them and bag them, and uh, right, that's great. Now you had mentioned uh, Yozuri. Um, I know there's not a whole lot of people that run Yozuri's out on the lake. Um, I. I, I like Yozuri's. Um, I've never really had much success on, on the walleye side of it, but I haven't really tried much. Um, I did catch a bunch of those stripers that I caught um, on the Yozuri's, so I really I plan on adding that to my arsenal. Um, do you like the, the shallow ones, or do you prefer the deep ones, or both, you know, depending on the situation? I, I would say both. I mean, I've used them also uh, in Tennessee fishing, I've used them. We use them in New York when we salmon fish. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, my husband always, when he, usually he sets his side, I'll set my side, and I, I, I always love to throw Yuzuri out there. And it, to me, it always seems to, to catch fish. Um, have you ever tried the the jointed ones they have? Yes. What do you and, think? Uh, yeah, they're jointed. always great. I always, I always love to jo- throw the jointed out there. But we went down to Florida and did a peacock bass trip and a snook and tarpon trip and they love those yuzuris down there i mean oh, yeah. i was so excited when the guy opened this thing they were all yuzuris <laughs> uh, we, caught, we caught peacock we, we caught snook we caught uh, i had a tarpon on at one point so it's it's is there any fun mishaps being a, a charter captain i mean like you probably don't have the rods locked down i mean you probably have stuff that happens things go over uh, do you have any funny stories that kind of relate to that oh god um <laughs> probably a few well yeah i mean there's uh we took a couple out and mike we have our we keep our nets on the side we have a walk around cutty and okay. he had a couple rods laying there and it was obviously mike's fault the captain's fault and one the one of the people that we had on the charter went to grab one of the nets and the whole rod and it was a really nice rod and reel combo. Just went and I, I believe that was in Cleveland. What um, are you guys running? Is that like uh, do you just have all the same rod and reel combos or? Uh, Daiwa, uh, pens. Yeah. yeah, for the most part. I mean, we have some some salmon gear that we've built up over the years, but for the most part, um, pen. Pen reels. Would you recommend a, a high-end trolling rod or stick to the twenties and thirty-dollar ones? Yeah, no. Yeah, you you don't need no. Yeah. The, my husband, I wish he was up here. He would be better <laughs> at ex- explaining all that. But no, you don't need high-end anything really. You know, like I said, a lot of these guys think they got to go out and spend. You know, you fill a special-made box with customs and it's. Eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. It's a one special made with customs. You know, it, you don't have to have that. I mean, there's basic colors that you can run all the time. That sure. you know, and the same thing with the rods. I mean, there's you know some that might be a little bit better than others, but you don't need really to go spend two hundred dollars on each rod and reel. And you know, ours. You know, last we like I said we <clears throat> we put different line on them. When like when we go salmon fishing or when we go down to Tennessee striper fishing, we just got back. We went to the Keys. Um, in February, and uh, you know, took took a bunch of rods down there, and we rented a boat and did our own fishing down there. Um, and, well, I guess the point of my story is they work great for 
Yeah. We have some heavier duty rods for, you know, like a grouper or a shark. Right, right. Set out, but um, for the most so, part. <clears throat> one of the things that we use on the kayaks is uh, they're, they're Blakemore rod floats. Um, you know, it's, it's like a life jacket for your fishing rod. Um, it's like a pool noodle. It basically it's it's like a pool noodle with a uh, with some velcro on it. And the cool thing is is if I flip over or if I accidentally drop a rod, it, it will float a a trolling rod combo like that. Um, and it, it's always surprises me that a lot more of the boat people don't use those because you you don't have to worry about a tether or anything like that, and it doesn't seem to interfere with any of the line. But at the end of the day, it could save a hundred two hundred dollar combo on an accident, you know. Especially hey, if you're, you have to send me send me the, the yeah I can I can send you like you know actually a, a charter captain that's right across the marina here um Jimmy Woods he uh yeah <laughs> he he's got a 25 Alaskan and he was out trolling right out here on one of the wrecks and he had I think he had 12 rods out you know six on each side whatever and he he went over a part of the wreck and it took all lost all of his rods like wow and i he was in the works of hiring because you can hire d- divers guys there's divers that actually that, that wow. doctor over here and I, I don't think he ever did but i don't know why you, you would want to go recover that but what's their yeah. number maybe i'll be calling <laughs> yeah. Where's I mean, that's, that's that's a lot of, that's a lot of cash right there you know just wow. yeah and that's that's pretty rare to rip the rod out of the holder i mean the way the holders are designed, yeah, you know, they're designed to take quite a bit. But uh, the way he got snagged on that, uh, yeah. Wow. So I, I would, he he might call it a funny story. I I don't think it's I, I would be. <laughs> I'd probably make I'd probably tie a rope to my husband's ankle and huh. dive down there and yeah right. Put them all one by one, but um, sure. yeah, that happens. I mean, we we lose a lot of. A lot of cat. I mean, we have we run uh, like I said downriggers. We run fish hawks. You know the fish hawk probes over three hundred dollars just for the probe that you put underneath water. I mean, right. We've lost those. We got one lane on the bottom of Ontario, like Ontario. You know, I'm it's familiar with that. What does that probe do? Well, fish hawk um, basically you snap it on your fishing line, right? And then you can set your line out with your snap weights or your, your length of line out, and the fish hawk will actually tell you exactly where you're at. Oh, and okay. and I believe it tells the temperature too, correct? Yeah, we usually hook it up to our downrigger. Um, oh. They actually have a couple different models now where you don't have to hook. It, it comes with its own setting mechanism, but we usually hook ours to our downrigger. Yeah, and it gives you down speed, temperature. It's like especially important like on Lake Ontario because that lake is usually pretty cold. And the lake flips a lot. So where you're fishing depends on down temperatures. Right. Um, so, not to mention when you're fishing on Lake Ontario, you're fishing 100 foot, 300, 600 feet of water. Wow. So it's good to know, you know, with the, with the temperature and, and uh, you know, what your speeds are down there. Because, you know, if you get a wicked current, that's another thing. You know, right. if you're fishing out of Lake Erie, you could just be any regular day, and there could be a wicked current down there you don't even know anything about. And wow. like, why am I not catching fish? Well, I'm right. trolling at one seven. Well, that current down there is taking me at three. You know wow. what I mean? So that the fish hawk is definitely an investment for you know, it's it's definitely a great tool, especially when you have varying uh, water temperatures. Um, so yeah, we, but you know, once again. All of this stuff is expensive. You yeah, start getting right. to Lawrence's and Garmin's and, you know, uh, autopilots and mm. trolling motors, you know, kickers and all the gear. And it's, it's, you know, that's, that's the perfect reason to, uh, to join the tournament and, um, try to win some, some money to spend on more fishing gear. <laughs> um, sure. it was, uh, I, I guess we will, we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Um, it's been a great episode, great information. Definitely don't forget to sign up for the tournament. The deadline is coming up, I believe, the 19th, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay, so the deadline's the 19th. Um, after that, you can't sign up. Um, so if you catch the winning fish, you're going to be out of luck. Yeah, it runs uh, April 25th through June 5th, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Hopefully, we'll get a good turnout this year. I think 
Um, do you have any estimates on what you're expecting or what you're seeing right now? On uh, Right now, I think we have around 500 signed up. And uh, the majority of the signups come in like the last week. So yeah. all yeah. of a sudden, we just, you know, we get, I don't know why people do that. Um, we'll, we'll never know. But, um, you know, we have right now for the fr- incentives for the first thousand that sign up, we're giving away two. So we're giving away four. We're going to have four drawings, so two $500 cash drawings and two charters. So my, our, we're giving away a charter, and Virgil's giving away a charter. So we're going to do four drawings once we hit 1,000. And that's uh, LakeErieWalleyeDerby.com if you want to go on and sign yep. up. Um, and how, uh, how can everybody reach you direct if they uh, need to um, in your charter business? Uh, really living, sportfishing.com. Um, that I'm on Facebook, Dana Doherty. My husband's also on Facebook, Michael Doherty. We have a Facebook. We have also, you know, we obviously we have a web page. Um, so yeah, it's R E E L Y, living L I V I N sport fishing. Awesome. And I will uh, definitely add those links um, into the description as well. And uh, it's been a pleasure. It, yes. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for your time and, and uh, giving us some wisdom. Absolutely. And well, um, we, you know, safety is always our number one priority. So um, we want to leave everybody with something that we live by. Uh, it's optional to go out, but it's mandatory that we make it back. So before you, before you head out, think about that. You know, we have the choice to go out. You might not have the choice to come back. So. Thanks, guys. Um, Appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.